Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome. Yeah, it's me back on a Friday. But you know what's funny? Um, before I get into this, um, I'm going to be sharing with you my women's cycling club. Okay. I've had it for, it's our 15th year anniversary and I've had this podcast for almost three years and I've never talked about it. Is that, is that really bad? That's so bad. But before we get into sharing, um, about my women's cycling club, I just got to remind you that, still fundraising for the Ride to Conquer Cancer. So please support me on my goal to reach $5,000 for cancer research here in Canada. Um, Of course, it benefits the world. So if you're wherever you are, it doesn't matter. Um, Anything helps. Go to this website, uh, fun-ride.ca so fun-ride.ca that's basically I made a really I purchased a domain just so that it was easier for me to share um, the link t- for you to just um, instead of like here's the I don't here's the the website um, so fun-ride.ca please go and donate anything helps um, super grateful for um, helping me to reach my $5,000 goal. And if you go back to my one of my previous episodes where I talked about the fundraising, I am um, writing for my family. So my mom is a breast cancer survivor and my daughter um, has a brain tumor. <laughs> I hate to say it, has a brain tumor uh, just so casually like that. But it's not active and it's something that she's had since she was like 12 she tells me because um, she had headaches back then and um, they never really spotted it which was funny (laughs) you know one of those things oh you've had a brain tumor for x number of years um and we've never seen it on any mris uh that we've taken um so she was telling me that yeah it's been there since then it's back on her pituitary gland, so it's been applying pressure, but it's not um, actively cancerous. But you know how it works. That is just something that could erupt at some point in time, and um, yeah. So that's what I'm doing, and um, just asking for as much support as possible for a cause. I know that everybody, every one of us has been touched by cancer, some 
way, shape, or form, family, friends. Um, so this is a really good opportunity to donate to the cause because it goes to the Princess Margaret um, Research Center, which is one of the top five research centers in the world. So everything that they do benefits everybody else. So it doesn't really matter where you're sitting. So, all right, enough of that. Let's get into talking about Cycle Fit Chicks. So yes, this is my woman's only cycling club. I started this back in 2008 so it's been 15 years I can't like the time has flown um I've had three well my daughter who is 20 uh was around for the start she was born in 2002 uh the club started in 2005 had two other kids I've gone through a divorce all these crazy things I've had a spinning studio and that's basically where it all started um uh, my spinning studio was called cycle fit you know <laughs> who knew um and doesn't that make sense that you know as a spin instructor and having my club it was just that I was listening to all these women these female clients of mine talking about riding outside riding by themselves hating riding with their partners because they were faster and um they were just looking for a place to ride with other women um, and rise safely and be social. You know, we're all social beings. And that's one of the lovely things that we love. Our club has discovered so many coffee shops around the region. It is ridiculous. We actually have a list. Um, and so they all know us when we come into the coffee shops. But so it was one of those things um, I just like, you know, at the back in the day in 2008, there was only one real cycling club called the OBC and, um, and that was it. And so I just said to myself, you know, I'm like, this city is big enough for another cycling club, especially if it's women's only. So it was one of the most scariest things I've ever done. Um, was to put it out there because like it was just a vision and a thought right and then so I posted it on one of our email platforms right back then uh, Facebook had just started like 2007 like everything was going um social media base it was crazy um I fought it for a bit but I wish I had embraced it um being the forward thinker that I am as an entrepreneur, but I didn't. Um, but anyways, um, at the time, uh, so, um, yeah, so I uh, hit the send button and it went out to the world. And that year, the first year I actually have numbers here. Uh, the first year I had, uh, 42. So in 2008, I had 42 members. So when that happened, there was a, a registration. Um, and I just like, what do I do with them now? So I started taking my, um, my coach's course. And as a spin instructor, I was with Mad Dog Athletics. So I was taught a lot of um, you know, drills and skills and stuff for cyclists because Mad Dog Athletics, if you were back in the day, they're still around now, but 
they are all cycling skills-based spinning. Now you get all these funky things where people are doing aerobics on bikes is ridiculous. I can't, anyways, it makes me cringe. But so all of their instructors are cyclists and they teach cycling skills. And so I love that. So I, I still use a ton of the stuff even today um, with my online coaching and outside uh, drills. So we started with 42 and then um, it dropped down 2009 to 38. Then it went out 2010 up to 81, 2011, 113, 12, 80, uh, I think that's 183. Then 13 was 234 it went hugely because we were on the CBC and everybody registers like oh my god um and then 2014 down to 92 I don't have a number for uh 2015 16 was 66 so it kind of backpedaled after that and then um and then it started building itself up so Last couple years through COVID has been 90, then 125, and then this year, we uh, last year was 150, uh, and um, now we're closing in on 180. So it's making its a return, um, which is great because we're doing an amazing job. Now, I have a bunch of jerseys here. Now, you can be watching this on YouTube. Um and just a little bit of, you know, how uh, how it evolved. Where is that first jersey? Oh, this one here. Um, this one here, Cycle Fit. Cycle Fit. So when I first designed these jerseys, uh, my girlfriend, uh, no, actually Mark, um, my friend Mark made the, um, the logo, which is stuck at some form still today. So see his ultimate indoor cycling. Then you got a little bit of cycle fit chicks there down on the bottom. And um, yeah, he created that logo. My girlfriend did the cycle fit chicks. And this was our jersey. We gave, we had men and women we sold it to. This actually, this was not the first one because we didn't have cycle fit chicks on it. But um <laughs> You know what? I still see one or two of these jerseys on guys throughout the summer. And you know what? They're like, like I said, almost they're 15 years old. And these jerseys still hold up the test of time. It was champion systems. I don't even know if they're still around, but they were a good, um, fast company. Now, the reason why, um, you know, part of the club is that we have um, what you get for the membership. And there's a lot of different memberships out there. Now, this one here is um, comes with a bunch of stuff. So it's only local um, and you get a part of it is a free four hour learn to group ride clinic. Like all the newbies go through it. Because what I teach is skills on how to ride closely behind others, 
how to like single line, double line, echelon, how to use your brakes. Now, there's a lot of little tips and tricks to using your brakes because that is going to allow you to get closer behind someone without doing that yo-yo brake accelerate brake accelerate brake accelerate thing that everybody hates in a group ride now and then after it's like how do you take your hand off your handlebar to feed and drink right these little things people don't think about because in group rides um nobody's going to stop for you to drink your water nobody's going to stop for you to eat and you cannot wait till the coffee shop to do these things because what if it takes you two hours to get to the coffee shop? What if you have three flats on the way and you're stuck standing out there? Things like that people don't think about. And so it's really crucial to learn these little basic skills that we take for granted or we don't even think about, right? So this learned a group ride clinic. I have been teaching it for 15 years, uh, excluding last year, but I have everybody introduce themselves and one of the things they want to get out, why are they here? And the stories are always the same, my friends. The stories are always the same. Either I've been a solo rider for a long time and I want to learn how to group ride with others. I want to be more social. I have a partner who's way faster than me. I hate riding with them and um, just following them. They always have to wait for me. Is that, you know, that is a really popular one. Um, I'm new to the city um, and I want to join a club for the social aspect. Um, I want to learn how to use my bike properly. So all these things I hear year after year after year from women all the time. And I tell them like after this four hours, your confidence level is going to go from zero to hero I see it all the time it makes me cry like the confidence level is just enormous and then we all know then how that everybody has gone through this and the ladies who have been in the club are now confident that they can ride with these newbies because everybody's on the same page with regards to skills technique. Um, how do you uh, rotate through a double echelon, a double uh, line group, and how to ride closely be behind each other, braking properly. It makes a huge difference when you want to, when we, we have, have a, as a club, have set up multiple different group rides for different levels, right? So that just brings a huge, like, I just absolutely love that all the time um, when we're finished that that um, four hours uh, before we finish, we go out for a group ride, we rotate through, we call rotation, we accelerate a little bit in front, we don't drop the group, we say clear, and it is just beautiful. I can't even tell you. And then the next time they go out riding, they feel way more comfortable. And the other group ride leaders know. So that is one thing that we added, that I added to the the uh, the membership right from the get-go. It's funny, I took that Learn to Group Ride 
clinic material from the OBC decades ago, and I applied it to my own club, and we've been flourishing with that forever. Um, then there's also uh, years have changed, but we always we've forever now been adding a free jersey with our membership, and you know how sexy we look when everybody's wearing the same jersey on a group ride. It is super cool. Love the pictures that come out after the weekend of everybody's group rides. Now I'm going to show you a couple. So I showed you the first one there. Now you can, like I said, you can look at this on YouTube. Now I'm just going to sh uh, go through some of the kits. Like they have been sort of stayed the same for a little bit of time. Here's another one when we were sponsored by Kunstats for two years. Kind of the same deal, right? A little bit different on the arms. And then it took a drastic shift to uh, the white, orange, and blue, which, I mean, these bike shorts that go with this were so comfortable. Here's this big hole. This is where I crashed one, one crit um, in a crit race. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Anyway, so I kept this one um and we that was kind of cool kind of different um and then we had our 10 year anniversary jersey look at and then i quickly changed that and then we went to pink and purple and blue we've always had the canadian flags uh canadian um, maple leaves on our jerseys uh cycle fit chicks um, this one was, um, and then, so everybody loved this one. The pink one's super hot. Then we migrated to this, our most recent jersey color. We've got yellow and, and orange on the top going into a fade of pink, then dark blue. Um, everybody loves this. Like, I don't know how I'm going to change this up for next year because we have to change our jersey so um yeah so that's what we look it so it's really been cool over the years um to see oh i don't even have the um 150th canada's uh celebration we were able to do a jersey of that one that one's probably like my most favorite because it's got a big canadian uh maple leaf on it and um yeah I thought that was in there. But anyways, so, so yeah, so it's been, it's been um, fun over the years. And I'll tell you a couple things that I personally find challenging. Now, I have had a couple, uh, I would say two years that were really toxic. We had some toxic members in the club, and it really almost just ruined it for me. I always said that when this club starts to become not fun, it's time for me to step aside or hand it off or sell it or something and just go on and move to something. But those two years were so tough and it almost made me quit. But I had to think about the ladies who were enjoying the club, not the ones who were creating all this negativity um, and we know how that works, right? Uh, it just takes a couple to 
uh, really ruin a good thing. So thankfully, they did not join the following year because I would absolutely not let them anyways. And they moved on to other things. Um, I still see them in the cycling community. Um, but honestly, it was the worst time. That was probably about... I would say eight years ago, almost half the time, eight, seven, eight years ago. And, um, you know, if you have a club, you know totally what I'm talking about, right? Um, toxic energy is there's just no place for it. And it can just damage and destroy a good thing so quickly. So, but moving on, um, we have had some absolutely amazing uh, women step into the board. It's a not-for-profit club, you know, just driven by membership based every year. And um, they have been amazing. Now, mostly teachers, um, retired school principals, which are really great for customer service base and um, and organizing and being leaders. So I'm super appreciative of these ladies. They have we have grown in numbers and also group ride leaders. And as you know, volunteerism is one of the biggest things that help keep a club afloat and without volunteers and group ride leaders and um, people to help with socials and other events these this club would not exist no club would exist and there's reasons why some clubs um you know offer money back like you know your kids gymnastics or football or soccer um if you do some volunteering or you have to pay <laughs> To never volunteer. So that's one thing we added in our club was a volunteer base. So you could pay, um, you would get a refund of $50 if you, A, asked, A, um, indicated that you wanted to volunteer. And if you did your volunteering, you get $50 back at the end of the year. So... Um, our membership is 225 so remember, four-hour free learn-to-group-ride clinic, which I charge $199 for that, right on par with every other mountain bike skills clinic that's less time than mine, um, and uh, free jersey and organized group rides all summer, plus... One night a week, we do cycling skills, which is super cool. Uh, we working really hard on that. And um, that was a staple thing every year, every week. Uh, it's a different skill, whether it be hill climbing, speed, time trialing, cornering, obstacles, something like that. We would um, incorporate that in. So, you know, if people, the ladies who showed up to those, 80% um, of the time really kicked ass at the end of the summer with their cycling skills. So, um, yeah, and it's a lot of work when you don't have volunteers. Well, you can't run anything without volunteers, but we have group by leaders. We have like almost 30 of them. But now 
we've changed scope where we have five levels, five leveled rides on Saturdays. Open rides, Sundays, Fridays, and level rides on Wednesdays, Wednesday nights. So it really allows everybody to be able to go out at least one day a week on a level ride where they're not going to be over challenged or um, work too hard, but in their space of comfort and level, uh, which is super important. And, you know, we always encourage them to move up um, during the summer, but that never ever really happens. <laughs> Some of ones that come down and push the others. But it's just funny how that works. And also some other things. Um, we have a spring social that's coming up. Um, and we've already have over 120 women registered for it. We couple it up with um, picking up jerseys from an early bird registration. Uh, um that we start from in January and February. Uh, we have a club store. We have so many really cool things that um, women can participate in. We do always a season's Strava challenge um, where you can win prizes at the end of the year. And um, for every 50K that you bike during the summer, you get one ticket to win prizes. And then we ha take that data and... Um, we share how much our club rides every year. So it's just over. It's really cool to see that data. Um, we have an AGM at the end of the year. We have a July challenge, which is always related to maybe the year of um, the club. So this year is the 15th anniversary. We have not figured out what to do. Maybe increments of five get points, um, five kilometers. Um, and, uh, what else? Yeah. Coffee runs, um, after spring, after, uh, skills nights, sometimes we go to the bar. Um, yeah. So it's really fun social aspect. What else can I share with you? I really did want to get somebody to interview me about this, but you know what? This is just as good. And, um, okay, let me just see what else. I can't think of anything else besides, um, oh, we used to um, organize a time trial event with the Quebec Federation, the FQSC. And then after I started uh, going into gravel, I, I'm like, no, we got to do gravel rent. But the unfortunate thing is that, the fortunate thing is that, we have a woman's gravel. I have a woman's gravel race. The unfortunate thing, um, and I'm going to be talking about that in one of my podcasts later. The unfortunate thing is the club decided not to support it because it was not road cycling. Whereas there are so many women who are gravitating to gravel. It's unreal. So getting dual bikes where you can do road and gravel at the same time. And, um, there is just a big shift happening where people want to get off road, off the road, away from cars in a more safe environment. Um, and that is gravel It's growing, 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 but I have a board. 
the board vetoed it. So it's okay. I'm on my own and I'm looking for key sponsors for that. And um, I've already got registrations up. You can go to um, Facebook and search Wakefield Women's Gravel Grind. Follow it. If you're close by, join it. And Cycle Fit Chicks, find us on Facebook as well. Um, and I think that's probably about it. Um, you know, if you're in a in an area, I know it's, I get messages from women all the time who say, you know, they wish they had a club like mine uh, close by. And you know what, how can I help service these women um, in other areas? Because let's be real. You go to your local bike shop and there's always a bunch of dudes and you're dropped on the first ride because there's no leveled rides and it's way faster than what you're used to or fit for at the time. And um, so it's, I get it, it's challenging. Um, I think that's just why I created this club. And ladies, if you're in that predicament, Put it out there and create your own club. You will find other women. Women will find you in your neighborhood. They are most likely looking for something, someone like you to create just like a weekly ride. And if you go to um, a couple of my episodes, one is Gal Dem, Gal Dem, and the other one is Saddle Sisters. They're both... Um, uh, Toronto-based groups. They are not clubs. Big difference. Big difference in insurance. Big difference in um, registration. And uh, so, yeah, they're just, uh, take them as examples. So Gal Dem, G-A-L-Y-D-E-M, Gal Dem, and Saddle Sisters. So uh, they're great examples of how you can start a group. So with that, I hope you guys enjoyed that. And um, if you want more information about my cycling club, you can go to club at cyclefitchicks.ca. Send me an email. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Twitter too, but that's not too busy. Um, Facebook is probably the main place to find us. That's where our, that's where our demographic really is, is on Facebook, uh, to be completely honest. Um, here, our average age of women is 52. Our oldest member is 80. And um, one of the things that I offer as um, the founder and head coach is a winter training program that I'm just finishing now. It has been phenomenal for winter training for we had 20 people in there we started end of October we started with four hours a week we moved to six we did a couple hundred k rides on swift on the weekends this year not before Christmas and people have been knocking out their fitness levels and their map and FTPs out of the ballpark their skill level and strength has accelerated exponentially and you know 
next year, I'm going to do the same thing. It's a straight up membership, monthly membership. Um, we are on our bikes training three times a week. It's convenient. It's you can get it in your schedule. There's always people there um, from the club and we lift each other up. And it's been so amazing for all of us, um, myself included. So with that, look for that. Um, you can follow me on my socials. Um, just Google Sylvie Daou. And uh, that's D apostrophe A O U S T. Uh, you can find me and, uh, or yeah, just follow me. You'll see it. I'll be advertising it in July, August to start uh, registration. And um, then we just get rolling. I can't believe I'm talking about that now and I've just finished it, but it comes around quick. Um, anyways, have an amazing day. Don't forget to ride your bike. And I hope that you enjoy your summer and the information about this club. Take care. See you later, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.